So, Arisha, we are smack dab in the middle of awards season, and it all culminates in March with the most glamorous event of them all, Mm -hmm. the Ambies. Yep. The biggest night in podcasting. Mm -hmm. And the world. Yeah. And we are nominated again. Are you excited? Uh, yeah. I feel like the stakes are higher. We both have guests this time. Mm -hmm. It's in Vegas. Yeah. We may not order one Domino's pizza. It might be two. Yeah. Oh, my God. It might be wild. Um, And obviously, the Ambies are truly the pinnacle of podcasting achievement. But there was another awards show on Sunday, the Screen Actors Guild Awards, which honors our TV and film colleagues, many of whom Mm -hmm. also have podcasts. Yes. So, yeah. They're really encroaching on our territory, they if are. I'm being honest. Um, and <laughs> many of the night's big winners made the most of their time on stage, of course, with their acceptance speeches. Yeah. I mean, this is an award show, so there's highs, there's lows, there's a lot of mediums. <laughs> uh, but this year's SAG Awards, I feel like really delivered moments that were both inspirational. And then, of course, we had some controversial moments because yes. this is Hollywood and this is an award show. Exactly. And we're hoping to deliver both of those things if yeah. we win the award in our speech, you know? Yeah. If it comes down to it, we will just strip on stage. Exactly. From Wondery, I'm Brooke Ziffrin. And I'm Marisha Skinner-Williams. It's Tuesday, February 28th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. If you've been keeping up with Even the Rich, you've heard us talking about Monopoly Go. That's right. And we're going to keep talking about it. So playing Monopoly Go with your family and friends is truly a delight. Yeah, there's always something new to do, like partner events where you build on each other's boards, crazy tournaments where you can recruit your friends, or competitions to outdo them on the leaderboards. And we love competition. Yeah, we do. Too much. And if you want to play solo, there's timed events like obscenely massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts or money sprees. It's honestly a really great pastime. Exactly. Compete with your friends and people all around the world to be the biggest Monopoly tycoon on the leaderboards. So join the fun and download Monopoly Go now, free on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. Richies, you know we love to shop, so it's only fitting that today's sponsor is Saks.com. Saks.com is the perfect place to find new style inspiration. Yeah, Saks.com has everything for your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for brunch, a bright Chloe blazer for that job interview, or Stodd's gold cowboy boots for a concert. These are all such different vibes, and literally all vibes I would love to be a part of, so... Oh, yeah, (laughs) definitely. So find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Saks.com. I don't know why they paired us up together. Yeah. (laughs) I know we have nothing in common. We should find the people who did this. And curse their families and watch as misfortune Misfortune follows their bloodline bloodline for the next seven generations. generations. Okay, I see it now. So deadpan queens, Aubrey Plaza and Jenna Ortega, got a pretty big laugh from the crowd when they presented an award at Sunday's 29th Annual Screen Actors Guild Awards. And it was one of the most talked about moments from the show. I feel like I saw the clip truly everywhere, all over social media. 
I just know there's a ton of aspiring writers putting together a script where they're like, this will be a great pilot. People are going to love these two together. I yeah. just know it. Oh, for sure. Um, and the SAG Awards were actually streamed for the first time on Netflix YouTube channel after airing on TNT and TBS for 25 years. So mm. really coming into the now. And the SAG Awards are given to actors by actors, the people yeah. hoping for their downfall. It's our circle jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the people taking out their knees in uh, audition rooms. Yep, so. Yep. They're given for both TV and film, and the big TV winners were the casts of Abbott Elementary and The White Lotus. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, if I were on a TV show that was nominated and I saw either of these two shows, I'd be like, I'm not going. What's the point? I know. What's the point? Just to look like Joey Tribbiani and friends when he loses? Like, no, <laughs> yeah. thank you. It's like, I'm going to accept the award on their behalf. They would love to thank my parents. <laughs> um, so when the cast of The White Lotus got up to accept the award for outstanding performance by an ensemble in a drama series— Aubrey Plaza's trademark personality really upstaged the whole thing. Yeah, we got a lot of April Ludgate going on with Aubrey <laughs> Plaza. Yeah. Um, so while F. Murray Abraham, while he was accepting the award on behalf of the cast, Aubrey pulled focus when she was seen looking visibly annoyed and she mouthed the words, <laughs> Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. which beautiful. No lip readers needed. We all could see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then actor John Grice, who was also part of the White Lotus cast, a.k.a. Jennifer Coolidge's Paramore. Oh, wow. And I use that as a very loaded statement because I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'm just going to say that. I mean... I've got to respect people who haven't seen it. Well, Jennifer Coolidge gave spoilers in her speech. I know. Not this one, but before. So it's like, at this point... She did. But there's still stuff that's out there that I won't share. Okay. Um, But John explained what happened to Page Six, and he says, when they were on stage, he looked at Aubrey and said you might want to fix that, referring to her Michael Kors dress that had two pieces of fabric that were overlapping each other across her chest. Mm -hmm. And then John explained that Aubrey wasn't actually annoyed and that she was just being funny. He said, (laughs) I think what she was intimating is why would that be a problem if my nipple is showing? That's her humor. She has that dry, deadpan wit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that her stylist was like, um, there was supposed to be underboob. Like her stylist was most upset by the whole thing. Well, I was just like, when this the videos first started circulating, of course, everyone's speculating. I was like, it's probably because all these guys are in the front not giving any chance for the women to speak. Yeah, I I didn't think anything of it, honestly. It was just classic Aubrey to me. Yeah. My yeah. good pal, Obs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so on the film side, the stars of Everything Everywhere All at Once continued to absolutely own award season. This is another one where it's like... Should we just rename these award ceremonies like... The Everything Everywhere All at Once SAG Awards, the Everything <laughs> yeah. Everywhere All at Once Oscars, like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. Um, they actually took home four more awards, including two more history-making wins. So Jamie Lee Curtis won for her supporting role in the film, and she gave this really funny and heartwarming speech where she paid tribute to her parents, acting legends Janet Lee and Tony Curtis. Can this just become a Jamie Lee Curtis fan pod? Because, like, thought it was. she's just... <sighs> I do love her. Anybody that can just, like, call out being a Nepo baby. <laughs> I know. Well, also, like, somebody who actually has worked very hard and yes. earned her place despite her name. Like, I mean, I know yeah. she, like, it gives her a leg up. But, like, sometimes you see Nepo babies and you're like, well, they don't have much talent. And, like, uh, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, the talent's there. It's there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, not all Nepo babies are created equal. And for the record, <laughs> I still hate the term Nepo baby. I hate I saying it. it. I hate I it. I love it. It's such a fun, stupid phrase. Ugh. 
Um, so Michelle Yeoh continued her streak of just absolutely obliterating glass ceilings. <laughs> she became the first Asian woman to win for outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role for her performance. We've got to shorten these award names. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, come on. What are you talking about? It rolls right off the tongue. Whatever happened to, like, best actor, best actress. It was so simple. I know. Um, so Michelle was super emotional, understandably, as she accepted her award. She said, I think if I speak, my heart will explode, <laughs> which is just like, it's one of those things where it's like, I feel that. Like, I feel like mm. I'm feeling those emotions. Um, she also said her award was for every little girl that looks like her. And she thanked her fellow actors for giving her a seat at the table. Mm. She said, we want to be seen. We want to be heard. And tonight you have shown us that is possible, which is just, uh Yeah. Talk forever. I'm so proud of them. I hope she wins the award for best actress giving a speech at the third award show of the season. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> that ceremony is coming up yep. next week. <laughs> um, so her co-star, Ki-Hui Kwan, was also honored. He won outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role. And in his speech, he referred to the fact that he learned he was the first Asian actor to win this award ever. When I heard this, I quickly realized that this moment no longer belongs to just me. It also belongs to everyone who has asked for change. The landscape looks so different now than before. So thank you so much to everyone all of you in this room and everyone who contributed to these changes. And lastly, to all those at home who are watching, who are struggling and waiting to be seen, please keep on going because the spotlight will one day find you. Thank you everyone for rooting for me. I will be rooting for you. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He's like, every time he gives a speech, it's so emotional and so, like, I don't know how he still has this emotion in him <laughs> to give these speeches. It's like, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just sweet because yeah. he's so honored. Like, he's so honored to keep getting these awards. And it's really nice to see. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, I just like when people who have never won win because mm -hmm. the people that are like, and I mean nothing against people like Meryl Streep, but like, <laughs> they're like, great, thanks. <laughs> I'll add this to my shelf that's about to break from all the awards <laughs> on it. Like, it's just nice when people who have like, yeah. Worked really hard, are rarely seen up there, get right. the chance to actually be celebrated for their talent. Yeah, it's nice. And if that wasn't inspiring enough, another amazing moment came when the cast of Everything Everywhere All at Once got up to collect the award for outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. So Michelle Yeoh took the mic to introduce her 94-year-old co-star, acting veteran James Hong, who... <laughs> Those Seinfeld fans will remember he was the one in the Chinese restaurant who said mm. Cartwright instead of Costanza. Okay. Um, and James spoke about how far Asian actors had come in Hollywood. My first movie was with Clark Gable. Woo! <laughs> but back in those days, I have to tell you this, uh, the good earth, the, the leading role was played by these guys with the eyes taped up like this and they talk like this. And the producer said the Asians were not good enough and they are not box office. But look at us now, huh? Just the absolute flex of saying your first movie was with Clark Gable. <laughs> Something here's many of us will never say. <laughs> no. Well, here's what's wild to me is like, this movie was in 1955, which is the year my dad was born. And it's mm. like the fact that 
my parents existed in a world where this was happening, where it's like they cast, you know, white actors and yeah, absolutely caricaturized them in horrible ways. Mm-hmm. They did this for every race, essentially, out there. And it's like, that's not that long ago. No. Like, this is not a long time ago where this was a reality. And it's just so cool that, like, people like James get to see this change and that this mm-hmm. change is happening. Yeah. And it better, I swear to God, Uh-oh. continue Uh-oh. to happen. You guys. I don't want these to be like one-offs or I will go absolutely wild. You do not want a strongly worded letter from Arisha Skidmore-Williams. Yeah. You just Sincerely don't. yours, Arisha Skidmore-Williams. That's just, when you know you're in trouble. Just ask the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. So all of these truly wonderful and inspirational moments on stage with the cast of Everything Everywhere All at Once are now somewhat overshadowed Mm. by the, let's say, interesting choice of having Mark Wahlberg present them with the award. So we don't know if the producers of the awards were aware of this or maybe they just forgot. Maybe they don't care. I don't know. But Mark was once convicted of assaulting two Vietnamese American men. Yeah, listen, Mark Wahlberg, his history with people that aren't white ain't great. Yeah, it's not and great. I'm, it's not good. I didn't know about it until very recently. I was not aware. Yeah, I, it's, it's one of those things where it's like anytime anyone praises Mark Wahlberg, I'm like, eh. I mean, I will fully accept, you know, people change, people get better, yeah. but it's also just like some of these things, it's like, why would you have ever been this kind of person? I know. So for backstory, for those who don't know, Mark was 16 when he instigated two racist assaults in 1988. And these were not the first ones he instigated. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this situation, he first knocked a Vietnamese-American man unconscious with a large wooden stick. And then later that same day, he attacked another Vietnamese-American man by punching him in the eye. So he was charged with attempted murder. He pled guilty to felony assault and ended up getting sentenced to two years in jail. He only served 45 days of his sentence. Wow. Which is just the United States justice system mm. just constantly churning out quality <laughs> winners. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Mark has spoken with and apologized to at least one of his victims. Mm. So half of the victims of this yeah. assault. Um, but clearly not everyone has forgotten about Mark's past, me included. Because <laughs> um, this is what I tell you, like, Richie's, look it up. Like, this is just <laughs> look it up. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, we're talking about SAG Awards. We're talking about, you know, breaking glass ceilings. We don't need to get into like the nitty gritty of it, but he does have a checkered past. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think we should remember that when we're dealing with him. Sure. Um, And obviously I'm not someone who has forgotten about Mark's past and I'm not the only one. TMZ spoke with Jeff Yang, who is an Asian American columnist for the Wall Street Journal. And Jeff said that Mark was the wrong guy to present an award to this cast. He also thinks Mark should have just turned down the presenter job, especially since there was such a good chance that everything everywhere all at once would win the award. Hmm. Jeff also said that it's possible Mark simply didn't know they would win, but that if he did, maybe he saw it as a moment to offer an olive branch to the Asian American Pacific Islander community, which is entirely possible. I mean, we are talking about Hollywood. Hmm. Everything's a PR move. That's a weird olive branch. You know, people are weird in this town. He's like, I'll make this better. Let me present the SAG award. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Actor <laughs> awards for actors by actors. actors. Yeah. Um, but regardless of the reason that Mark decided to present the award and the reason the producers let him present the award, Jeff feels it was a super tone deaf move. Yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. Um, it's just, you know, there's a lot of actors, podcasters. You know? Yeah. Daily podcasters that would have 
absolutely <laughs> slayed at presenting an award. Just saying. Who will slay at presenting several awards at the Ambies, which you guys yes. can watch on Twitch. Yeah. Live. Yeah. 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 <laughs> will there be um, a nip slip? Maybe. Maybe. So, Arisha, as is the case with every award show, there were highs, there were lows. But what were your big takeaways from the SAG Awards? Um... I actually have two favorite moments. And the reason that they're my favorite moments is because they, I immediately think of our relationship, our friendship, Mm -hmm. which is just like, you know, it brings me joy. I feel like I know what you're going to say. You probably do. Let's see. Um, The first one is uh, how Lisa Ann Walter, Mm -hmm. aka Chessie from The Parent Uh Trap, brought Elaine Hendricks as her date. I I knew it. I just, I knew it. I love it. I love it. And I was reading, um, (laughs) Lisa Ann Walter's Instagram, and she said, I guess Elaine got, like, there were weather issues, so she ended up sleeping in an airport at one point, Mm. plane delays, and she was like, I'm going to support my best friend. Nothing's going to stop me. And I was just like, yes, I am here (laughs) for this kind of friendship energy. Yeah, she's like, also, precious. I bought a really cool tux, and I'm going to wear it. (laughs) Oh, my God. They looked, I was like, if... That should be our Halloween costume. Oh my this God. Year. You guys, the amount of times Arisha sends me a text and is like, this should be our Halloween costume. Let me remind you, we've never once dressed up together for Halloween. Never. Never. And we probably never will, never but will. we really should do these two as our costume. Um, so I love that. I just love their yeah. friendship. I I'm here for it. I think they're so sweet. And they've been friends for years. Yeah. Oh, decades. Yeah. Like I love it. And then I loved Quinta Brunson and Janelle James's little sketch. I thought it was so funny. And it's so funny because, like, that stuff always makes me think of, like, ETR season one type energy of, like, obviously it's very scripted, but they pull it off so well. Janelle's trying to order food. Like, that's me. (laughs) That will always forever be me. Can we also talk about Quinta's dress? Like, this is also a Quinta Brunson (laughs) podcast. Seriously, I'm obsessed with her and her dresses. Oh, my God. I love them every single time. Oh, she's just killing it. Plus, she's, she's a short queen just like you. Yes. Uh, short yeah, queen nights. God. Yes. I think my big moment was Sally Field winning the Lifetime Achievement Award and Andrew mm. Garfield presenting it to her because they mm. had a and really they. sweet moment on the red carpet, too. Like, he came yeah. over and interrupted one of her interviews and, like, kissed her on the cheek. And they were like, we just have such a special bond. And it was yeah. really cute. And I just like that he presented it to her. And she's amazing. I love her. I've always loved her. Yeah, she's a national treasure. She seems Ugh. like one of those people that's just genuinely amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I like Well, to I'm see telling her. you, I can't wait for our red carpet. <laughs> Which one? At the Ambies? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have so many cute moments. I just can't wait. Oh, I can't wait to script those super cute moments. <laughs> No, they're going to be authentic. From Wondery, I'm Brooke Ziffrin. And I'm Marisha Skidmore-Williams. This is Rich and Daily. See you tomorrow, Richies. If you like our show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. Be sure to follow us on socials at Brooke Ziffrin and at Arisha Skiddubs. We love connecting with you. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this, perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients, popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.